I write to try to solve problems, to try to help people see things differently if I can. I mean, and that's, and so I was, I was trying to figure out what is the common thread between these. And the thing that I began to discover as I just sort of soaked in this and thought about it was a lack of curiosity is the thing that is often a, the major contributing factor to every single one of those problems. This is Charisma Connection on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund. We're on the floor at NRB 2017. And today, I am honored to welcome my guest, Barnabas Piper. Barnabas, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be at a place like this. It's a, it's, it's kind of a zoo, yeah. but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're surrounded by just like people walking all around us right. while we have this makeshift you, you'll hear You'll hear cheering and strange things in the background. You might hear like a shofar because that happens at NRB. There's who, You never know. Exactly. It's just our live studio audience Right, here, exactly. So. Just reacting completely inappropriately to most things that we Yeah, say. so if I say something serious and you hear laughter, don't worry. They're not out of touch. They're not actually paying any attention to exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so you are an author, a speaker, and a podcast host, and I you've am. got a brand new book out called The Curious Christian. So I'm curious then. Nice. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> what inspired you to write about that? Uh, the short answer is, you know, as I looked around at just sort of the world around me and I began to see you just sort of see some some shortcomings and some shortfalls and so you see you see cultural conflict between people of different races and people of different political views you see relationships that are fractured uh, kind of all around you I mean it could be an insular family it could be co-workers um, you see just people struggling in their spiritual lives they don't have a connection to God they feel very dried up and I just sort of I write to try to solve problems, to try to help people see things differently if I can. I mean, and that's, and so I was, I was trying to figure out what is the common thread between these. And the thing that I began to discover as I just sort of soaked in this and thought about it was a lack of curiosity is the thing that is often a, the major contributing factor to every single one of those problems. Which means that the, the positive, the flip side of that is that intentionally being curious, intentionally pursuing truth, that, that aspect of God being reflected in someone or something is is the solution to these problems. So it is the thing that can bridge a gap in a broken relationship or bridge a, a cultural gap or bridge uh, across racial lines where there are where there's friction there. And it's it's not a simple thing by any means. I don't mean to paint it that way, but it's also the thing that draws us deeper into relationship with God because um, we worship an infinite God. He's so far beyond our imagination, our ability to understand. And yet we often just begin to think that we're like, okay, I, I know the things I need to know. And we, we stop having wonder. But if God is infinite, how many more things are there for us to discover? And so curiosity draws us deeper into that. And so it was, it was kind of trying to take all of that and weave it into a single concept to say, why is curiosity such an important thing for our spiritual lives, for our relational lives, for our impact on the world around us, all of those things? And I would think that curiosity, especially in that sense, would involve a lot of questions or entertaining doubts or things like that. Uh, can you talk about what, what is the importance of doing that? Yes. Yeah. So questions, I, I say questions are the currency of curiosity. So if you're not asking questions, you're not a curious person. And if you are asking questions, it doesn't necessarily mean you are, but it's a, it's a real good sign. Uh, you use the phrase entertaining doubts. I would say that a curious person has to, be, has to become comfortable with a level of mystery. Especially if we go back to that idea of God being infinite, we're not. We are finite people with a, with a limited ability to understand and uh, a limited capacity to see. And then we're also sinful. 
And that means that we, we have flaws in how we understand and how we see and we tend to make idols out of things and all of that. Uh, so there, there are just going to be things that we go, I, I don't know. I don't get it. The curious person continues to pursue truth either in those mysteries or in spite of them. The person who, who has given up on curiosity just sort of throws their hands up and go, if I, if I don't believe it, then it must not be true. Uh, or they say, they say they just sort of they just sort of bail on it and and live a small life. They just give up and say all that mystery is not safe. I'm not comfortable with it, and so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna boil things down to a safe, comfortable space, spiritually, relationally, culturally. Yeah, I feel like I've heard a lot of Christians talk about to me before that they're uncomfortable with ambiguity or they're yes. uncomfortable with yeah, yeah, yeah. without clear black and white explanations. Mm-hmm. There's obviously an aspect of Christianity where like things are right or wrong right, or that yes, sort of thing. Exactly. But there's so many things that we don't know yeah. about God. And I've always heard that, like, the idea that if you totally understand God, then why would you need God? Like, that's almost yeah. the proof against God existing is if we could totally fathom him. So I guess... But to answer some of those people who might be uncomfortable with the ambiguity, why would you pursue and lean into something that you don't understand? Well, or that you think you never could understand fully? Well, the, 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 reason, the reason being because if you are a believer, what are you called to be? You're called to be an image bearer of God. How can you bear an image that you don't understand? And not necessarily understand fully, because again, that would be impossible, but understand as well as we can. And that means that we have the lifelong privilege, really, of understanding and seeing more and more of God. And that's also where curiosity comes in in the rest of the world. Because if I understand you better and you have a different background than I do, and you have a different, so you, you have a different theological upbringing, you, you lived in a different place, your parents are very different than mine, you went to different schools, you have different friends, you are going to reflect something of God that I don't. And maybe something that I've never seen before. So I can be a better image bearer of God by understanding you better. And hopefully that's a two-way street. You understand me better. And so we begin to see something of God that we didn't otherwise. So there's, there's a command aspect to it. We, are, we have been given the purpose in life of being an image bearer of God. How do we do that without being curious about both who God is and what God has done and created in the world? So then how do you cultivate curiosity in your relationship with others in your relationship mm-hmm. with God how, how do you how do you build that if you don't intrinsically feel it maybe right yeah and I think I, I would venture to say everybody intrinsically feels it about something mm. now it might be what what they've they've have deemed a guilty pleasure you know so they're like oh I really love building model train sets and I would venture to say awesome that's a thing to be curious about just don't stop there uh, most guilty pleasures unless they're sinful are not actually guilty they're just they're an aspect of God's creative expression through you. Uh, so your passion about novels, your passion about film, your passion about music, those are all aspects of God's creativity in a person. So start with those things. And then another very simple way is, is uh, start with the world around you. Most of us are not as curious as we ought to be about our own family members or our own roommates, the people with, we share life with on a daily basis. Just ask better questions or ask more questions, just ask them what they're curious about. I was talking to a guy uh, last week and he was, he was saying that a question that has changed his life is asking other people, what are you curious about? Um, because it just opens up this, like this bubbling fountain of interest in people. Whereas most of the time we're like, how was your day? Good. <laughs> Did you have a good day at school? Yes. You know, those kinds of things. And that's, 
that's not curiosity. Those are rote questions. So asking them what they're curious about and then sharing what you are curious about and it becomes an exchange of ideas. And then the last thing I would say is just try something new. Step out, step outside of where you are. So if you're a reader and you like reading novels, try reading a biography or try reading, um, try reading a, uh, something nonfiction, something historical, something like that. Uh, if you're a listener and you love jazz, why don't you try classical music? Why don't you try, try hip hop? Like s- switch it up a little bit. Uh, if you are a, a person who stays very close to home and a homebody, go meet your neighbors. Just go meet one neighbor and, and ask better questions. And all of a sudden your world begins to expand. Because the thing about curiosity is that it creates connections so that curiosity builds curiosity and it snowballs over time. I especially think, too, when you're asking questions, and especially when you see it in relationships with other people, but I'm sure with relationships with God, too, when you're asking people questions, when you're showing interest in them, that's also a way to show love toward them, which is the greatest commandment. Yes. And I actually write about that in there is how asking questions of somebody shows them honor and respect. So if you ask a question of a child, you, you are showing both interest in them as a person, which is saying, I honor you as an image bearer of God. But then as you listen to the answer, which is the important part of asking questions, you ask a good question, but then you have to listen, which is harder, um, you are, you're honoring their insights and their experience and their interests. And so you're building somebody up in that way. So curiosity is a way to, is a way to give dignity to people who, who uh, especially if you can do this to people who have often been overlooked, children get overlooked, underprivileged people get overlooked, sometimes just very shy people get overlooked, people who, or, or socially awkward people, or who knows what, there's always somebody on the fringes. And curiosity about that person gives them dignity and does show them love. So if people want to know what you're up to, if they have questions mm-hmm. about you after this, where can they follow you on social media or see what you're up to? Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter, at Barnabas Piper. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook author page that I, I try to be pretty active in, in, and interactive on. Uh, and then if they want to find out more about the book, they can go to CuriousChristianBook.com. There's actually a short evaluation that I wrote in there so that people can go take a quick quiz and find out what kind of a curious person they are as well. It's kind of a fun, tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, but CuriousChristianBook.com is where they can go for that. If they're curious about how curious they are. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's getting a bit meta here. Yeah, but yes, meta curiosity. <laughs> the layers of curiosity, exactly. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate talking with you and just hearing what you're thinking about with this. Absolutely. Um, Would you mind closing us out with a prayer? I would be happy to. Uh, Father in heaven, I thank you for this opportunity to to be on this podcast. I pray that something I have said, uh, something we have talked about would spark something in a listener to help expand their understanding, their passion, their interest in you, because that's ultimately where all good things come from is connection to and relationship with you. So I pray that we would have been an encouragement, that we would have been insightful. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Barnabas Piper on Charisma Connection here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I'm Taylor Berglund, and thanks for joining us. Do you dream of starting your own business? Do you feel stuck in survival mode? Turn your dream into reality by learning biblical principles and business skills to fuel your entrepreneurial vision. The Joseph Business School is a premier Christian business school that prepares kingdom-minded entrepreneurs. It's a nationally accredited entrepreneurship program that shows you practical and spiritual principles on how to start and run a business God's way. And in nine months, you'll have a comprehensive business plan for your specific business idea. They offer weekend and online courses to fit any busy schedule. If you're excited about becoming your own boss, but know you need some focused teaching how to start and grow a profitable business, then Joseph Business School is for you. 
don't delay. Spring classes start April 8, 2017. Visit them at jbs.edu slash online program. That's jbs.edu slash online program or call 1-866-791-4527. And now, back to the show. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible. 